And we are live. All right, uh, welcome to episode 21 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I'm your host, Lisa Nowakowski, along with Nancy Minicozzi. I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County. Nancy? And, and I'm an EdTech coach in Northwest LA County. So I'd like to quickly remind you of our podcast focus. We are accessible on your schedule, a 15 minute format. And we want to give you a chance to get your own questions answered. You can put them in the YouTube chat directly or ask us on our website. But we are personalized mobile PD. You choose the focus and listen where you want. Uh, if you enjoy our podcast, and we hope you do, please support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel or wherever you get us on your favorite podcatcher. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud. And while you're there, rate us, because the more ratings we have, the easier it is for others to find us. And before we get talking to today's guest, we have our coffee fact. And did you know that in 2014, a study from Harvard um, School of Public Health found that individuals who actually increased their coffee consumption by at least a cup a day were at a lower risk for type 2 diabetes compared to those who didn't drink more coffee. So go coffee drinkers. And without further ado, um, tonight's guest is Doug Robertson, also known as the Weird Teacher. He'll be talking to us about his students and their hobby projects. So, Doug, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are, what you do, the good stuffs. Hi, I'm Doug Robertson. Uh, I'm the weird teacher, um, which was, I didn't make up that name. Kindergartners named me like that. So, I'm not Rocky Balboa making up my own name at dinner. Um, I currently teach fifth grade um, in just outside of Portland, Oregon, in Gresham, Oregon. Right now, it looks like the tundra. Um, we just got notified that we don't have school again tomorrow. This will be our fourth day in a row. It's terrible. <laughs> There's so much to teach. <laughs> I'm so tired of being at home and not teaching. <laughs> uh, so that, And then uh, I'm an author. Uh, I edit the Q blog. I've written two teaching books and a fiction novel. Excellent. So we're really excited to have you on today. And you have done something with your fifth graders called a hobby project. So what exactly is a hobby project? Um, so a hobby project is an idea that I stole from somebody at ISTE this year. Um, I was trying to incorporate passion-based learning into my classroom and trying to figure out ways to get my kids making something um, while also doing something that they were really interested in. So I came up with, um, I took her idea and kind of messed around with it a little bit and came up with a project for my students where they had to learn to do something new they had never done before. So examples I gave them where you could learn how to juggle or you could learn sign language or something like that. Um, but I gave them a really compressed time period. I said, you have three weeks to do this and you have to journal every single day and the the real purpose of the of the um, like I didn't like stupid human tricks are neat it would be really cool if my kids learned how to juggle um, but the actual purpose of it was I wanted them to kind of learn about learning I wanted to find an organic way for them to choose something that would be difficult 
and suck at it for a while and watch themselves get better at it. So it's not me like we're going to write and your writing will be okay and then we're going to edit and it'll be better and just doing that over and over. It's something that's a little more interesting to them. And it really worked out. Like my kid, I had kids doing ventriloquism and I had kids, I had a few kids actually learning to juggle. I had a kid learn to ride a unicycle. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, my stepdad's got a unicycle. Um, and I've always kind of wanted to learn how to ride it, but I never really had a reason to. So I asked him if he would teach me how to ride it. And he like had little sticks. He wasn't like perfect at it yet, but he was up on a unicycle rolling around. And I had a kid learn like one. I, I know magic. I don't know how to do magic, but I'm a, I like I've been around a lot of magic. And a kid did a close up card trick that I've never seen before. Totally blew my mind. And I was like, how did you learn this? And he said, well, it was really hard for like two weeks. And then last week, I really figured it out. And now I really got it. And that's so cool. And now I have this sword over you guys where you're like, this is really hard. And I'm like, ah, you know how to juggle. And you learned it in three weeks. <laughs> but don't tell me this is really hard. <laughs> so that's the big overview of the hobby project. And then we can get, I can get as granular as you want and answer all kinds of questions. That is fantastic. I love that that builds into that whole growth mindset that, you know, so many of us are, are doing and that, yes, failure is good and you get better at it. What a great, like you said, organic way of doing it. And it was low risk because it was something they wanted to do and there was no real grade. Um, it didn't sound like. Um, so um, how did the students each decide on their their project? I mean, yeah, how did they decide? Um, I supplied them with a list of options. So uh, it like like I said, it had juggling, it had ventriloquism, it had, I think, American Sign Language was on it. Uh, just skills that I thought could be learned. I didn't want them to buy anything. So there were skills that they wanted to do, like cooking. And I was like, that's kind of a... Baking is like a, I'm going to do it once and I'm just going to follow the recipe thing. So it's not really what I'm looking for. We got to look at something else. So they would either look at the list or come up with something on their own. And then they had to come back to me and pitch the idea to me. And for the most part, I said, yes, I had a few kids who like, I was like, well, let's come up with something a little better. Um, so they came to me, told them yes. And then I just kind of checked in on them for the rest of the time. So I gave them a list or I let them choose and get a little more specific because it's not it's not any fun if I'm like you are doing this it's not a hobby project it's just an assignment <laughs> right right so I was just wondering if they had brainstormed or not so it sounds like it was a nice collaborative effort between your class and you um, so and it was kind of cool because a lot of them sorry it was cool no, because a lot of them like that like the unicycle kid went home and talked to their parents so I had a couple of kids learn how to sew or crochet or knit. And it was this thing where like, well, I just sat down with grandma and she taught me how to crochet. And now I have this, I have this scarf and I'd never done it before. And I was like, that's so cool. So I gave you a homework assignment that you hung out with your grandma and you talked to your grandma. And now you guys have something in common. Ha ha, I tricked you. <laughs> I love that. The family connections that come in and the, yeah, we're always wondering how to get the families involved. And this was, sounds like a really great way to do it. Um, were the students given a timing class to practice this? Was it homework or was it a combination of both? 
Um, I didn't give them any time in class. I know we're not supposed to give homework, but um, I didn't. I told them we have lots of other stuff that we have to do in class. This is a thing I want you to work on on your own, especially because I have 35 students. So the variety of stuff that would have been happening in my classroom if I'd have let them work, because I'd have had a kid doing a unicycle and a kid practicing a magic trick and <laughs> three kids doing ventriloquism and kids dropping their juggling and just it would have been even more madness than my classroom normally is. So the other part of the assignment was this is something, it's, if it's really a passion project, then this is something that you're willing to work on on your own and at home. Um, and for the most part, it worked out, I, you know, 35 kids. I had a couple kids who didn't do it, a couple kids who obviously did it at the last minute. Like, you're always going to have um, a couple of, they were supposed to journal every day. I don't think maybe two kids actually gave me 15 journals of their progression. Um, but that's kind of like, you kind of expect those things. But the main skill came through. And so, no, I didn't give them class time because um, we have other stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, our schedules are pretty packed these days. So was you said that they had to journal. Was that your check-in with them? You did say that you had checked in with them. So was that your, your check-in with them to make sure that they were on, on, on task? That was part of the uh, part of the check-in. Yeah, um, I would, or I have a student teacher this year, so sometimes she would just like, go around to the kids individually or maybe at the end of the day everybody's working on their their hobby project right because you see the calendar and you see that day that's circled seven days from now that's when you're standing in front of everybody presenting your hobby and like <laughs> we had set aside normally when you do a big project especially like i said 35 kids we're not going to do 35 projects today because nobody wants i don't want to watch that and you don't want to watch that nobody we that's not a i don't want to sit through 35 reports um but for this particular project we decided it's gonna be hobby day so we just that's all we did that day was everybody did their thing and it was really kind of cool to watch everybody get up and show their new skill it was really fun so you said you had a couple students who didn't um, engage in the activity was you know, so the day came and did they have anything to share? Did they not have anything to share? Were there any consequences to them not doing it besides being the only ones not doing it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, um, uh, I'm a student of Rick Warmeal when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, if you guys don't know people listening who Rick Warmeal is, he's on the tweets. Um, he's written a bunch of books and he's, I want to have his edu babies. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> He's also a big fan of Doctor Who, which automatically makes him cool. Yay! <laughs> um, I may or may not have gone to the Doctor Who experience in London. It was oh, in so cool. Cardiff. I did the walking tour in Cardiff. It was awesome. We'll talk later. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so I had, like I said, three or four kids who weren't ready on the day. So I'm going to give you guys extra time. Um, but it's one of those peer pressure things where like everybody knows that you're getting extra time and why, why do, why do you get three more days than everybody else gets they were ready? How come you're not ready? Um, and everybody eventually gave me something. One, I have one student who's like very, it's a combination of very shy and also very, I don't do a lot of my work, you know? Um, so he, it took a lot of, 
pushing in a couple of emails back and forth with mom and dad before he presented, but everybody eventually did it. It's just kind of pushing and knowing that there's going to be this big scale where I have this kid who does this magic trick that's totally amazing. And then I have this other kid who's going to kind of do this little, but at least it's a thing. At least he did something. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all have those. Um, right. And we've all done that at least once in our lifetime as well. <laughs> um, so what impact have you noticed with the students after you did this in the classroom? Are they a little, do they have a little bit more perseverance now? Or are they understanding that they're going to suck at something the first, you know, when they first learn it? Uh, I, I think so. Um, we did it. It was like right at the beginning of the year because I really wanted to hammer that message home right away. And it's it's something that I've brought up and the kids have brought up a couple of times now where, remember, you were not good at that at the beginning. And that's okay. So like we're we're right in the middle of doing all the fractions right now in math, you know, multiplying fractions and all of that. All of that, yes. Yeah, all of that wonderful stuff that is just so abstract and frustrating to so many kids. So I'm kind of doing a lot of, you remember the other projects where we were not so good at the beginning, but that's okay because we're going to keep working and I'm going to keep helping you and we're going to get there and you're going to figure it out. It's just sometimes we're not okay. Just like now you're able to do X. And I've also followed up with a few kids like, are you still working on sign language? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, good, because that will get you into college. Keep working on sign language. <laughs> like, I did not give you this assignment so that you would have a, sk a marketable skill, but you are learning a new language. That's like a thing that you should really pursue. Because half of the class turned into Robertson Circus on accident. Like, I have ventriloquism and a unicycle and jugglers and like... Oh, a we have a traveling circus now and then other kids are doing ASL and it's like, that's really cool. Don't, you're going to, that's going to go on a resume like right at the top and it's going to be really helpful. Yeah. Th that sounds powerful. Um, were they able to share out any of these projects um, in the community? That's our timer. Or was that just not a focus? Oh, no. oh okay. um, so uh, the timer generally means uh, you're off the, you're off the hook for that last one. Um, you, you can, can go ahead and you can answer if you want, but up, you know, any um, advice you have for anybody, any words of wisdom, any Robertson's words of wisdom for us? Oh my gosh. I, and the timer's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got one minute. Go. <laughs> um, okay. So I had a couple of the kids present to other classes. For example, the kid who did the magic trick I keep talking about is one of those kids that is always in the office for not good things. So I sent him, I was like, you have to go to the office and show this. And he was like, I don't want to go to the office. I was like, no, no, this is for a good thing. They never see you for good things. You never get to go up there for good things. So he got to, he went to a couple of classes and now like, he's not the kid who gets in trouble. He's the kid who does that really cool magic trick. So it was kind of cool for him to present like that. And then I videotape, uh, or not videotape anymore, but I record almost everything that happens in my classroom when it's a presentation and I have a class website. So the parents all have access to my class website. So all of the parents are able to see YouTube videos of the presentations that their kids did. So in that way, it's shared out to the community. It's a big thing. Uh, Robertson's words of wisdom. Um, 
Oh man, um, take a risk. Don't be afraid to, and I don't want to say don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to suck. And don't be afraid that your project will suck because it will suck. And then the next time you do it, it'll get better. Or maybe in the middle of the project, you'll be like, wait, 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 wait. I have a better idea. And your kids will be like, oh, in the middle of the project, you're like, no, this will be better. And then you fix it. And they're okay. <laughs> they will be flexible with you. So that's Excellent my words of words wisdom. wisdom. Excellent. Um, so thank you, uh, Doug, for joining us. And thank you for our listeners. We hope that uh, you enjoyed the show. And please go ahead and leave us a comment uh, to let us know what you thought. And you can join us Monday, February 6th, when our guest will be Megan Lauer. Hopefully I said her name correctly. Talking about Failure Friday in her kindergarten classroom. Oh, awesome. I met her at Q National. She's so nice. She seems really nice. I haven't met her. I'm glad to know that. We'll tell her you said so. Hopefully she's watching tonight. <laughs> so remember, we're always looking for guests to share the great things they're doing in their classrooms. If you know someone who fits the bill or if you'd like to be a guest yourself, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thank you so much for joining us. Good night. Bye.